Welcome to the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia. In the big rock candy mountains, the jails are made of tin, and you can walk right out again as soon as you are in. There ain't no short handle shovels, no axes, saws, or picks. I'm a going to stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the Turk that invented work in the big rock candy mountains. Show me that smile again. Show me that smile. Don't waste another minute of your crying. We're nowhere near the end. The best is ready to begin. As long as we got each other. We got the world spinning right in our hands, baby, ready to shine. All the time, All we right. got each other, sharing the laughter and love. Now my ears are ringing. I, I, yeah. I'm, okay, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna spare you any embarrassment about the potential relationship between Robin Thicke and Alan Thicke. <laughs> Do we have this conversation before? I don't know if we did or not, but I just happen to know that you think they're not related, and I'm here to tell you they are. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> Alan Thicke. He yeah. was good. He was good in that. I seen that. He times. was great. He was a good father. I like yeah, listening to him on the, on the father. <laughs> I like listening to him on the radio when he's talking about like the reverse mortgages or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. something that Clark Howard says never do. N- no, it's there's really never a good time to do it. But but I'm Alan Thicke, and I'm here to tell you right now, if you want a reverse mortgage, it can really change your life. <laughs> uh, rest, yeah. God rest his soul. Oh. But uh, yeah, the you know the growing pains was great. I mean, the Seavers, Mike and Ben and Carol. Mike's friend Boner Stabone. <laughs> was it me or, or did Ben always look like fifteen years older than he actually was yeah. the character well, playing on t- TV? Well, uh, the first season or two, he was a kid, and then he got, had like a growth spurt, and then he was like taller than. Did you yeah. mean he was going through growing pains? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are the jokes, kids. Yeah. We'll be here all week. That's right. But take yeah. your waitress. Well, but yeah, then he was taller than Kurt Cameron, you know. Yeah, know. Kurt Cameron. Yeah, is he still is old he, pal of yours? Is he? Well, I met. I met well, I met him once. I don't say he was a pal. I just seen him in a restaurant in L.A. Yeah, I was young. He yeah. was young. He was a movie star. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Is he still a movie star? By the way, uh, uh, he mm. makes a lot of faith-based movies. Yeah, what so is that? Um, he was left in, behind. He was in left behind as <laughs> yeah. Captain did those? Bud. What's his name? Uh, uh, but then he, but he still Raymond does. Raymond Steele. Yeah, he still does stuff, you know, from time to time. Like he does that made, um, made documentaries. TV. Documentary like how to approach people to accept Christ. Remember, mm-hmm. you know, he'd do with this other guy. I can't remember his name. And they'd walk and like have a camera, and then they'd go like just talk to random yeah, people yeah. and say, know? "Do you know where you're going if you die today?" Yeah, I know that guy's name. It's like, <laughs> oh, what's his Bud, name? Bud Selig or something. Always a good conversation Bud starter. <laughs> Are you I've heard that name before. Die, Bud you Selig is the commissioner for Major League Baseball. <laughs> oh, that's where and, I heard it. And, uh, I think he was one of, uh, I think he was one of God's chosen people. If you know what I mean. I don't think he was a Christian, so I think he was Jewish. Oh, oh, so, son of okay. Abraham. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Which, according to Paul, we all technically. But speaking about. What is, was that in the eighties? Growing pain, late eighties, yeah. early nineties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it ran from uh, like eighty six to ninety two. or something. I always like found Family Ties, I think, more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, probably a little what better. Would we do, baby. Well, it wasn't quite without so, love. You know, Growing Pains is a little treakly. You know, yeah. yeah, kind of, kind of sentimental. Kinda. Yeah, 
Family uh, Ties was Ray Comfort. Ray Comfort. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, Thank he, you, research assistant. Because he's the guy excellent. that goes up and he, he tries to spark conversation with random strangers about their That's eternal right. destiny. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Breaking the ice. Yeah. Real, they, real nice their, their, their ministry is called The Way of the Master, which sounds like it might be a kung fu thing, but they're talking about like, you know, our Lord and Master. There was an early, early cult in the Christian church called The Way. Or no, no, it was in the 70s where they called themselves as The Way, and it kind of went kind of crazy cultish. What was you saying just now about... Like a kung fu movie or something. Everybody was a kung fu. I said the way the way of the master. That is, sounds like is their a, ministry. Well, but it sounds like aren't they coming out with a new release of the way of the dragon? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Didn't I you see that? that? Yeah. I wonder who played that. Bruce Lee. I'm not too sure, but sorry, Dick. That Chase. was awesome. No, no, I Rabbit. love it. Kung fu. Mm. Hi-ya. Judo, judo chop, judo chop. That's Austin Powers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That <laughs> I know. I probably shouldn't say this. That's this is not man, an endorsement. Baby. But there's so many quotable lines from my whole series. It was, I, I like to laugh. Those, that series made me laugh. Very well, good. there is a way of the dragon part two with uh, Bolo Young, who was the bad guy in. Uh, <laughs> uh, is he a bounty hunter in uh, Bloodsport? You know, in Bloodsport, oh, yeah. the guy that, that blinds Jean Claude Van Damme, oh. the guy with the big pecs, <laughs> huge tracts <laughs> of land. Yeah. Yeah. Bolo Young, man. Bolo Young. That guy in Bloodsport used to scare me to death, man. We'd get all like hyped up. Or am I thinking? Of, am I thinking of the same thing? Yeah. He was, he was like, the the yeah, the, that's Bolo Young. That's, that's Bolo Young. Yes. And you're like, yeah, he did something to the Kumite. Y- yeah, and he would get and he blinded John Claude Van Damme, yes, and he was like, powder in his face. Ah, yeah. Frank Frank Dukes. It was all in slow motion. He and, was like uh, slow motion. And yeah. that guy Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. Nerds. You know, is, he's. <laughs> He's like, that's one movie I've never seen. Bloodsport? Okay. No, Revenge of the Nerds. I've seen Bloodsport. I mean, you know. What was that guy, uh, was it Poindexter? Buster Poindexter. Buster. (laughs) You've never seen it. Well, I've heard that name before. Buster Poindexter sings like, see people rocking, see people talking, singing hot, hot, hot. (laughs) I think that's Buster Poindexter. I don't know. I just heard that name before. Did he also do the uh, the uh, uh, theme song to Tailspin? No, that's just a guy that's kind of sound like I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I'm from the UK, Tailspin. so I don't know all the American uh, uh, movies and so much. Sorry, I just hit my mic with my hat. No, the 80s sh- TV shows were awesome. Growing Pains, Family Ties, uh, Silver Spoons. Um, yeah, he did sing Hot, 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 Buster Poindexter. Thank you, research assistant. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, all Alf. Those. Alf. Yep. The Wonder Years. Oh, yeah, that was good. What would you do? That was more I in the sing out of tune. 90s, though, wasn't it? I thought it was at least late 80s. Yeah. It? The Wonder Years and uh, uh, what was that other show? That Life I Goes On? Yeah, that one kind of came out. Yeah. Ubla Da. Yeah. Life Goes oh, yeah. On. I like, oh. the, I like the older brother in Wonder Years. You know, you always give the little brother a hard time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. He was a kid in. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure that, you know, like oh. there was that child actor that That's was, like, right. was like, this is the best bike I've ever seen. And then, you know, is like really a brat as soon as the director says cut. You know? Another classic. Yeah. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I'm a rebel, daddy. I'm a loner. I know you are, but what am I? So. <clears throat> well, it's good to be back, guys. <laughs> it is. It's been too long. That's right. How long exactly? Uh, it's been a couple weeks. Uh 
Well, it, it all depends <clears throat> on the our broadcast released release dates, or I guess right. our publishing release dates. Right. So we need Doc Brown to help us go back in time, right quick. So if you're hearing this right now, you probably have already heard episode 17, and there was a massive break in between episode 16 and 17. Great Scott, Marty. <laughs> One point twenty-one gigawatts. What was I thinking, Einstein? Um, no, oh no, Edison Thomas. Yeah. What was I thinking, Thomas? Picture of Thomas Edison. <laughs> and he says, "We've got to get you back to the future." And he points at the camera. But what is he pointing at? Like, if you actually, if you were in that room with him, he's not pointing at the like, future. The future's that way. <laughs> it's, it's that way. Yeah. What's his name? What, what's what's actor's name that played him? Christopher Lloyd. Is he still alive? I think so. He he looked old back then. Well, he had like a wig and stuff, but he was on that show Taxi. Yeah, yeah. He's got to be he's got to be up there. Yeah. You ever see him in Dennis and Menace? He was like the he was like the 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 robber like homeless oh, kind of guy yeah. that was like walking through the street and he was all dirty and oh never and, and he ate right. the beans and like yeah, yeah like yeah. he was on that fire and mm-hmm. yeah that yeah. scene you know when it was risque to do potty. Yeah. Farting humor. Yeah. Can right. I say farting? Is farting okay? Am I at liberty, yeah. am I at liberty to say that? We'll catch it in, we'll catch it in post. When I was a kid, it. I was not allowed to say that word. Nah, yeah. Likewise. Yeah. Yeah. A lot true. of, oops, sorry. I wasn't even allowed <laughs> to watch The Simpsons. No, I wasn't either. Well, and you know, and I've, I've tried to let my kids watch a couple of times, and I watched it when I was their age, and I was like, ah, nope, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but Christopher Lloyd is still alive, and he's 78 years old. 78. Judge, That's it. Judge Doom and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, that was a classic. Also was not allowed to see that movie, but I definitely went and rented it when I was old enough to rent movies from Blockbuster. <laughs> Watched a lot of movies that I was kept from. Uh, see, that's kind of a little lesson to me. Uh, you know, not to, you know, here, Kate, here's Freddy Krueger. You know, or, you know, not, not to start throwing, you know, crazy movies at my kiddos. Right. But uh, uh, at the same time, uh, if I know if I squash them my kids too much, you know, when they get old enough to be able to do it, they're just yeah, going to go do it. Nuts, they're going to go crazy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I remember just watching something and something like dodgy will come on, especially when we was watching James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then dad like, turn that rubbish off. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> and then I'm sitting watching, what's this rubbish you're watching? Turn it off. <laughs> I don't I'm know, a, dad. It's Billy Graham, dad. Yeah. <laughs> now I know I'm dreaming. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Billy Graham yeah. Crusades, dad. What's going on? Hearing clicking. <laughs> We always turn down the volume on Salute Your Shorts and the theme song because they said the F-A-R-T word. Right. Oh, yeah. We, we couldn't say that word either. Yeah. Where did you get that language from? Camp on but, you know, We hold you in yeah. our hearts. But, you know, it's understandable. Yeah. Kind of old school, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I don't let Kate say anything. You know. No. no. Oops, I just hit you know, the they, cord. You, um, you become more like your parents when you have children. That's right. Yeah. There's a lot of you things. Know, you see all the little all the traits, stuff, you know, the and all that stuff. They were right about. Mm. I, I, I will say this, though. I, uh, I, was, I had a wild imagination when I was a kid, believe it or not. And I would just make up stuff in my head, or I would take stuff that I saw on TV, and would, it would become real to me, especially, you know, in my dreams and stuff like that. And it got so bad that I remember when I got old enough, I would remember I finally figured out a way. <laughs> okay, it sounded really, really bad or weird. But I found a way in my in my dreams to realize, hey, this is a dream because this is way too crazy right now. I'll wake up, and I could. And somehow I was able to do that. But um, but yeah, uh, the point being is that because I was kept from so many things, and I had such a wild imagination, I was very much easy to scare, 
or just panic over what I, or images and scenes or whatever, things I wasn't used to. So that when I got a little bit older and I would see just stuff that was very tame in comparison, especially tame compared to what all my friends had already watched and seen, I would freak out. I'm talking <laughs> like, like hands in mouth, screaming, eyes wide open, turn it, turn it, turn it, freak out. Right. <laughs> like, like ridiculous stuff. For years, I'm talking from fifth grade to like 12th grade. Hey, dude. Remember that time we went and saw Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and that witch came out, and you like stood up and screamed like a banshee <laughs> in, yeah, front, she, of, in she, front of God and everybody. Yeah, she wasn't that scary. That's true. That's a good point. And we were, and we were all we were all like, Zach <laughs> is such a baby. <laughs> yeah. And so like yeah, so so I remember stuff like that. Yeah. And to be granted, you know what? I, if I had gone back in time, and if I if I had took it and made it like my thing that I was the crybaby and kind of laughed with everybody and I would have ruled that school. Yeah, sure. Would have totally got along, but I was very, I was a sensitive child. Right. And I took a lot of things to heart. So I, I guess I try in that, remembering that, I, you know. I just want you to know that in The Princess Bride, <coughs> Wesley doesn't really <laughs> die. He's only mostly dead. Okay. <laughs> so. Conan the Barbarian or Conan the Conqueror, the guy comes out of the mirrors. Yeah, yeah I'm losing it at my friend's house. Yeah. Turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Never invited to his house again. <laughs> Never. That's so, yeah. what you call it. And, um, yeah, because that's right at the end of the movie. You don't want to turn it off right. You sat through all that nonsense all the way to make it to that, that point. I scared him yeah. more than I was scared because of, of my reaction. Yeah, he thought something was really wrong with you. And so I see that a little bit in my son. So every now and then I'm like, here's Nina Jones' Temple of Doom. Yeah. Have fun with that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I do cover and his eyes in the heart scene because I'm, I'm right. still the dad. You know, I'm like, mm, okay. I like, did that with my kids, and they love Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my, my son loves Never it. Ending Story. That's right. That movie disturbed me. That did a little bit. Because I, I seen it in Scotland with my aunt, with all my cousins. We piled in a car, drove to St. Andrews from our little town, it's, went to the movies, yeah. and we seen Never Ending Story. It's still the, the highest grossing movie in Ger- from, the highest grossing German movie ever. Really? really? It's a German movie. That's the thing that gets me now is when you watch it. See, it was originally shot in, you know, it was German. And then an American distribution company bought it, and they reshot all the close-up scenes with American actors. You know, mm. Bastion, mm. Atreyu, Childlike Empress, all that stuff. Right, right. So anytime you see a cutaway shot and you see the special effects, you see the people in costumes, that's all just German stuff dubbed with some English. And then they cut to, you know, Bastion, Gerald McCraney as his dad, all those scenes, the, the shopkeeper, all that stuff was reshot. Wow, in English, Interesting. And, and that's why there's such a big disparity in the film stock between the stuff that was shot in America with like a decent film crew and all that stuff, and then the sort of lesser quality stuff that was shot, you know, in the German original release. And now when I watch it with my kids, I can't unsee that. So, wow. so that's why the lip syncing doesn't match up real good. Like when you see like the luck dragon talking, that's right, or the wolf or any of that <clears> stuff, or you know, when they have the big gathering of what's to be done and they've got all these weirdo creatures from all over the place, like none of it matches up. And it's just like, and, and the little guy with like the little goblin makeup that's supposed to be kind of a good guy that was in the rock gathering. Like every time he talks, it's all like, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. It doesn't match mm. up. So, mm-hmm. But it's, it's German. The 80s so. were hardcore trying to make kids grow up and face reality real quick. Yeah. Uh, it, Labyrinth. It, I mean, it like, yeah, the Dark Crystal. Yeah. I mean, it, but like the Neverending Story, like, 
taught me real early on mm. that your that your best friend can die any minute. When that, right. when that, when Time ho- bandits. When, when that horse drowned in the quicksand, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was all, I was all boohoo magoo, like already. Artax. Artax, that's right. He, he had like, a name. It wasn't just horse. <laughs> hey, I tried to block that out. <laughs> yes, if, you, if you name it, be, if you name it, if you name the animal, it becomes personal. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it really like, jacked me up. And then another thing that really like threw me for a loop <clears throat> when I was a kid. It was a weird Japanese cartoon that came on TV. I have no idea why it was on TV. I'll know what it is. What was it about? It, it, and uh, the villain in it used to give me nightmares because the animation was so doggone creepy. Sure. It, the enemy was named. I, I looked it up recently because it took me forever to figure it out because I wanted mm-hmm. to see what it was. And the, the enemy is his name was Karuko. Karuku. K U R U K O. And he was this little red ball with this little goblin little face. And he talked like this, you know, Japan and right. animation, whatever. And like the the story was that evil people created him as a puppet, and then they hated him and they beat him and all that stuff, and they tossed him away, and he like drowned and he coughed up on an island somewhere, an evil island where he like cursed humankind and he was going to destroy it. And I'm watching this as a kid, and I'm like, what is this? I can't stop watching, but I'm so scared right now. <laughs> That's and, hilarious, and and yeah, it, it, and like he like fought against like a unicorn named Unico, and it was yeah, it was some creepy stuff. You, the unicorn was creepy for you? No, no, no. the unicorn was fine. Oh, it was this little cuddly little uh, unicorn. Blah, 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 blah. Now, what about uh, Mom Ra from the Thundercats? That was awesome, but it gave me nightmares. Well, so, all that Rankin Bass stuff. I mean, the Hobbit cartoon movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, the yeah. same animation crew. Yeah. Silverhawks, Thundercats, all Rankin Bass. But then if you even go back to some of the old uh, Christmas time cartoons like um, that Frosty the Snowman where he loses his hat and then he's, you know, not oh, yeah. anymore, that's also Rankin Bass. Not quite as creepy as the Thundercats, right. but you know, but still it's all the same animation crew. But yeah, they, they had a certain way of drawing certain stuff to give it kind of this gloomy, yeah. kind of creepy. Yeah. Thundercats, though, must have been like, because when that was a cartoon, it was like, wow. It looks, you know what I mean? Oh, it was that awesome. Was, the animation was The excellent. soundtrack was well, great. that was, again, we talked about that, I think, in a previous episode when that was sort of when the, the primary way for moving, for making money was you make a cartoon, you support it with toys, and they really had the support of some of these toy companies that could really pump money into the production of these cartoons. So Thundercats coming along sort of as we got into past the midpoint of the 80s, you know, the full effect of Nintendo hadn't been felt yet. Mm. So Nintendo was out, but they were still, you know, all, all, the, all the people trying to make money off of kids stuff still said toys are where it's at and we need a cartoon to support the toy, you know, and then... So you had, as you kind of had your your GI Joes and your your Transformers giving way to some of the really expensive cartoons of the later '80s, like Thundercats, Cops, Cops. You know that was a mask. Yeah, those, those you know those cost a pretty penny to make. Bionic Six. Yeah, but Bionic, uh, Bionic Six. but then as toy sales you know took a huge nosedive in the last few years of the '80s, as video games sort of replaced it or started to. The money wasn't there, and they were like, "Well, we can put out, we can still, we can still put out a cartoon to support the toy line, but it ha- it doesn't have to be nearly as high quality." And then you get like your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, where I- I'm not saying that wasn't an enjoyable cartoon or nostalgic, but the 
caliber of the yeah, production yeah, yeah. was not nearly as high as it had been just a few years earlier. And the story, I, I still remember Mumra's little chant that he would give mm-hmm. when he changed, you know, Ancient spirits of evil transform this decaying form into Mamra, the ever living. And he would just scare. I used yeah. to scream like that because it scared me to death, but I had to watch it. I was well, like well, looking what, through my eyes, like, well, ah! well what, what was scarier to you, the little mummy guy version of him or the big, like, both? Both. Because, like, I the, the mummy guy yeah, was creepier because he's in that little coffin. He was like the emperor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like the emperor from Star Wars. Yeah. We had the red cloak and the red eyes. He was like old and decrepit, and he would talk, and then snarfs over in the corner, snarf, snarf, snarf. Yeah. And then Mummer would change, and it was like, this beast of a guy who always got beat by Lionel in the end, but at the same time, it was just like the music when he was chasing him, bum, 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 bring, bring, bring. That's right. <laughs> Probably recorded it like the, you know, you know, London Philharmonic or something like that. Because again, the production value is very high back then, you know. Oh, but, I mean, no, I don't know. So yeah, I try to, and now, and now I turn on and watch cartoons that my kids are watching. It's like, <laughs> Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, something, <laughs> and then these goofy little things. And I'm like, I think I don't have to worry anything about there. But now I'm worried, like, whenever my kids watch anything that's even remotely, you know, adventurous or even kind of scary, it's going to be, like, <laughs> such a shock to them. That's right. You yeah. got you to yeah. get them desensitized early, man. I know. Here, here's, here's you know, here's, here's He-Man. We, we, found, know, we found a... Focus on Skeletor. My kids, we found a good balance with all of the uh, Justice League cartoons. There we go. Like the ones from the early 2000s. Oh, great. So. I see all that, and I don't want to, you know, yeah. too early. You know. still, every once in a while, there's still something that's a little, maybe a little yeah. out of line, but it usually goes over their heads. So it's like a nice sort of, you know, there's plenty of violence and people getting, you know, the lights punched out, but, you know, it seems to be done in a fairly tasteful way. So if you want to <laughs> expose your kids to, you know, superheroes punching each other's lights out, it's a good place to start. And I don't want to ruin the boy. Yeah. You know, I don't want to, you know, you know, destroy his childhood over showing him something, but right. I'm trying to prepare him for he's a little bit older when he goes and hangs out with friends and he was over at their house one day and they watch something a little bit, you know, off of what he's used to. I don't want him freaking out and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's maybe, a, maybe it's not, maybe it's unfair of me to project myself onto him. But hey, I'm trying to do it in the solid. I'm, trying, right. I'm trying to. Help, I think, you're, to help I think you're making the right call, man. I mean, you know, it's not. I'm not trying to. You know, here's here's it. Right. Watch watch that. So you know. so you want to sort of give him a, uh, you know, um, scary movie 101, so to speak. Right. I mean, I, but I mean, and again, I get it. He's a, he he's you know susceptible to being scared or, or those kind of images. I mean. I, we kind of saw this early on when, you know, when a uh, 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 cat in a hat was an issue. So uh, over Mike Myers' portrayal of the cat when he was very little. And he was just, he was like, I think maybe because it looks too much like a clown. You know, maybe, you know, me and clowns are not maybe really Maybe he just realized pals. how terrible that movie was. He was like, Mom, Dad, please stop <laughs> making me watch this. It's terrible. So oh, I mean, my gosh. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to think about, you know, you know, I, I just don't want him to do, you know, went through what I went through. But then again. I guess I turned out all right. Well, and speaking of Scary Movie 101, 
maybe we can get back and find out where we left off on Christianity 101. Hey, <laughs> the other end of the spectrum. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we are continuing in uh, the new series that we started a couple of episodes ago on Christianity 101. I think it's fair to say that, you know, not, you know, most people in, uh, at least in our culture, whatever, may not have grown up in Sunday school. That's may, right. May not mm-hmm. have grown up in church. Yeah, we don't want to take for granted that just, right. just because we sort of think of some of this as second nature, but not everybody does necessarily. You know, you know, it, and it, it couldn't hurt any of us to brush up on the basics. Oh, exactly. But like we say things like forgiveness of sins, you know, the authority of Scripture, you know, the mm-hmm. resurrection of Jesus Christ, you know, or, other, or even other, maybe another series down the road is maybe Christian lingo or Christianese. Words that we say or words that we use that might mean something to us in this room, but might go completely right over the head of someone else who's just going to church for the first time. And I think it's important to have this series to kind of also help lay down at least bare, basic, foundational understanding of this is what it means biblically to be a Christian. And that will help in a day and age when the Bible says in the end times there will be, you know, many things that, many faults teachers, false Christ, which is interesting because Christ means anointed one. So literally false anointed ones in the end days that will lead you astray. And so this will kind of help to kind of keep a reminder of, hey, there's a lot of voices out there that says this and says that. Let's go back to scripture. Let's go back to what here's what we know are the bare bases of Christianity. Let's stick with that. That's the, the basic motive behind this series. The first topic we spoke about was in the, in the first episode, just do a recap, was uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm going to give a, a quick rundown. I have a lot of information. I can provide uh, scripture to these recaps on the show notes, so be on the lookout for it. But um, uh, basically, the first thought of is when it comes to a recap of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is that without it, there is no Christianity. That, you know, let's keep that in mind. Paul said in one verse that, you know, if Christ is not raised from the dead, our, you know, we're, we're fools. We should be pitied amongst all men. Our faith is done. Our faith right. is useless. Yeah. If, you remove, if you can you remove the resurrection of Jesus Christ and you have no Christianity, which in, in a back way of looking at it, that also <clears> kind of points to, you know, the importance of that, the, the importance, importance and centralization of the resurrection of Jesus Christ to kind of help remind us and to stay on topic whenever we as Christians kind of want to go outside the periphery of the main theme and start focusing on other, on other matters uh, is to be reminded that, hey, this whole thing is about Jesus, who he is and what he did. Um, uh, the first thought is that the first sin brought death into this world for all people. Jesus paid for all sin and God raised him from the dead to prove it. Because Jesus rose from the dead, we too will rise from the dead. And that the central event like I just said a minute ago, in Christianity is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, why is Jesus' resurrection important? It, one, proves that Jesus is God. Two, the fact that God raised Jesus from the dead also proves his payment for our sins was accepted. And three, since Jesus' resurrection proves he has conquered sin and death, it also proves that we will rise to life someday. Uh, and that was a recap of the resurrection. Yep. Uh, the next topic, anybody have any comments or anything they wanted to say? No, no, that's good. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> recap, <laughs> recap yeah. of the authority of Scripture. Uh, it's uh, Scripture is the final authority when it comes to matters of doctrine and theology. If anything else is in conflict with what Scripture is saying, Scripture gets the nod of being the authority on the subject. And this doesn't mean Scripture only. There's other things that can help supplement what we believe. There's other things that can help point to what we believe. For example, a lot of, of 
Christians in the early church looked to creeds, looked to confessions. Creeds, and and, and it's weird because the tradition that I grew up in, it was so uh, heavy or so focused on scripture alone, which is good, but it wanted to wipe out any any other help or assistance or support. Also, Mm -hmm. any other literature related. Right, which is not, that is not necessarily, you know, Mm -hmm. what we need to do. Right. Because if you look back at the creeds, especially like, say, the Apostles' Creed, if you look through whatever it's saying, Everything it says is backed up in Scripture. That's right. It was just shorthand, an easy remembrance for the early believers to go back to. Hey, this is what this is this is what it, we believe. Well, and I also think that some of those old, some of the the creeds that are you know we think of as several hundreds of years old or whatever. I mean, I, I think we talked about. I, I grew up saying the Nicene Creed in the yeah. Episcopal Church. Right. Yeah, the Nicene Creed. But you know, a lot of those people were you know. In the church at that time, a lot, a lot of the parishioners were illiterate. So, right, yeah. so if you didn't say something over and over again, how else were you going to get it drilled in your head? You know. So, like when you say like the shorthand of basically taking all these scriptures, condensing it down into something that's not untrue at all. It's just a, a statement of a belief, but you say it, you know, week in and week out, and hopefully mean it when you say it, and it's not just something that you're just saying from rote. But the point is, I mean, it's I think a lot of those existed because that was how you help people indoctrinate themselves. They've got to say it enough times to where they can sink in because they don't have another way to just reference it, you know, to have it at their fingertips other than if they memorize it. Right. Right. You mm-hmm. know? And, yeah. and it's, uh, and just like you said, it's one of those things, you know, an old scoutmaster of mine used to tell us that repetition reinforces and confirms. And, and that's, I think that's, like you were saying, for those that were illiterate, it helped pound into them, hey, this is something to fall back onto. And it helps in a time of need when, let's face it, there's times when I don't feel saved. There are times when I don't feel like I'm a Christian. There's times when I don't feel like God's around or that he cares or that he's near or that he's with me. And then the, the good news is, is that scripture tells me that, you know, my assurance and my faith and what I'm supposed to cling to are not my feelings. Not that feelings aren't important, but if you're looking for assurance in your feelings, you're going to have a very wishy-washy and 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 in sandy faith. It's not going to be founded upon on what you're supposed to have faith in, and that's Jesus Christ. It's like the message you gave earlier the week uh, last week, John, about mm-hmm. you know having that solid foundation on the cornerstone, which is Christ. Um, uh, the, your, your foundation is not your feelings. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I feel like yeah. there's a Yoda quote in there somewhere, but. Um, <laughs> But back to the recap of Scripture. And I'm saying all that is to point out that when we say Scripture, you know, uh, that Scripture gets the final authority, and it's uh, and we say, you know, Scripture alone or sola scriptura, you know, uh, Scripture alone, we're not saying Scripture only. Um, it's just that whenever any contrived or, or man-made anything gets contradictory or squirrely with Scripture, we always side with Scripture. Right. That's right. Yeah. Like, what would you say, like, somebody who's not used to reading the Bible or doesn't have real much of an interest in reading the Bible but still wants to know about Christ and what he's done for us, if they go to, like, certain authors' books and it's pointing to Christ, as long as it's pointing to Christ, maybe get them to start... You know, because a lot of people don't read read a lot of the Bible, do they? Like, you seem like nowadays, like, you see all these... Well, you got all these, like... Kindles come out with all the books and all these yep. Amazon things and books, 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 books. And people tend to read the Christian books instead of the Christian 
the actual, actual Bible, the, actual the Word, word the actual Word right. of God. And then I think that's when people get kind of thingy with their, well, with their beliefs and ideas, and that's when it, get, it gets off the, the wrong path, you know? And there's, I believe, I'm, I'm sure there's people yeah. out there that that's like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely, it's easier to consume a smaller, you know, book or material written in a conversational tone right it's in our right. vernacular that's in our right. point of reference as far as culture goes so i i, I get the i mean because i do it i read a lot of, of of books that were written by you know sinners fallible people uh you know people who they would be the first to say hey what i'm writing here is not the inerrant word of god you know that it's just not it right it's used as a supplement mm-hmm. it's used as a help I mean, there's even, you know, different, you know, denominational beliefs and stuff is stemming from someone with their interpretation of Scripture. It, 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 they, I'm pretty sure even though they would say they believe what they, how they interpret, they'd be the first to say, hey, look, when the rubber hits the road, or I would hope they would say, when the rubber hits the road, you know, go look what Scripture says. You yeah. Know, you know, the, well, the, let, yeah. The, let the Holy Spirit guide you in the Scripture. Right. And show you and reveal it to you. Because you ever read the Bible? And then, like, you've read, like, a chapter or verse or whatever, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, go through it. And then you come back to it, like, either a few weeks later or whatever, again, and you're like, then something, like, kind of quickens you and, you, and you realize the understanding of it and the meaning of it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, and, it ha- and it's important to keep in mind that, you know, Scripture's never going to say what it never meant to say. But, right. that, but like you're saying, there's definitely been times where, you know, in light of, really in light of the cross— because I, I, this is kind of a subtopic or whatever, and maybe we would get into it one day. This is not a basic thing of Christianity. Well, some people would say it is, but um, the theology of the cross, where when you look at Scripture, when you look at the Christian faith, or really when you look at anything, look through the lens of the cross of Christ. Start looking at Scripture. Read for, when you're reading Scripture, instead of looking for you in it, which, if you want to find yourself in Scripture, look for wherever it talks about a sinner. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, going to say, yeah. whenever somebody's doing something wrong, <laughs> that, there you are. You know, uh, uh, you're not the hero. Uh, you're the scared sinner off to the side. Uh, that, that represents you. Uh, anywhere where you find a hero in Scripture, odds are it's pointing to some or a shadow of Christ. You mean I'm not like David slaying the giant, and I'm not like <laughs> Samson's no. wiping no, out the Philistines no. with you, the jawbone? Yeah, um, you know. <laughs> you, if, if, you anything, if anything, you're maybe the I jawbone. Just, I just you know. pictured like you know an Arnold Schwarzenegger-looking figure like yeah. swinging the thing. You know, yeah. you are at best scaredy cat Saul hiding in his tent, and wanting to use armor instead of God, or at worst, evil. Uh, 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 Goliath. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> the, he, uh, David is yeah. a uh, representation of Christ. Not to mention that uh, David it was is the great 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 however many great grandfathers of Jesus. Yes. So again, in that way, it points to him as well. But yeah, but when you're reading scripture, when you're when you're trying to, the idea of how to read scripture correctly. You want any time you do this, you know, pray that the Lord will guide you and show you, you know, what He's saying. But to keep in mind that the Holy Spirit wrote it, the Holy Spirit inspired, you know, men to write it. So it's it's God breathed. There's several other verses that point to that. And keep in mind that all of Scripture is going to point to Christ. And so if you read it in a way where it is not pointing to Christ, that's your tip off. That, that's that's, right. that's your giveaway. God speaks in two words in Scripture. He speaks His law, which can be boiled down to do, 
and he speaks in his other word, which is gospel, which could be boiled down to done. And he speaks in those two words. And it's very careful that when you're reading scripture that you don't mix them or you don't confuse them or you don't uh, 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 mesh them together. You, you've got to keep them separated. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Speaking uh, of 90s bands. Right. <clears throat> and, uh, and also to keep in mind that, you know, when you're, like I said, when you're, when you're reading scripture, you're, you're pulling from it what God is saying. And the, the crazy theological word for that is called exegesis. When you put into Scripture what you want it to say, that's called eisegesis. You're, you're putting in into the text your own preconceived thoughts, notions, beliefs, imagination, what sounds good to you. And, and that's the no-no. That's where things get squirrely. That's where false teaching happens. And that's when we're led astray is when we, we make Scripture more or less about us. Um, right. So, yeah, there's well, that. And so after that recap, what do you think is next on our list of Christianity 101 that we'll be picking up with next time? The next episode will be uh, we'll be talking about sin and repentance. Mm, now, interesting. I know that may come across as a as a negative or a downer, but it is very important. Uh, understanding the truth and it's, teaching of both is certainly part of the nuts and bolts of Christianity that we're kind of exploring here with this. And mm-hmm. in a culture where, f- probably for the first time in a long time, at least in our culture, that's moving away from sin actually being a real thing or sin just being kind of an oopsies or a my bad or a my mistake, it's that's not what Scripture says what sin is. Right. We're, we're more and more dancing away from the idea that yeah. there is such well, thing as sin. And that's a, a, lot that's of our a danger. Cult, a lot of our culture wants to justify the way that people want to act or the way that they do act. Right. Yeah. And say that it's okay because of this or it's okay because of that. And I think we're going to find out when we take a look at you know our next chapter of Christianity 101 that, that maybe that's not quite the case. I, I agree. All right. Well, we're so glad that you've joined us here for our ooh, 18th episode. 18. Of the hmm. Liberty Tree. Lucky number 18. Um, but nice. we, <laughs> Is that a lucky number? No, no. Nice. <laughs> we can buy smokes. Right. Sorry. Uh, you can vote. You can vote. This is a family podcast. Yeah. So. Sorry. You can vote legal like now. <laughs> uh, but we will be back. In Chicago, you can vote twice. <laughs> It's true. Well, but but we will be back with an, yet another episode of the Liberty Tree very soon. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we hope that if you uh, have any questions that you can turn first to your Bible, maybe to your clergy. Uh, we would love to see you at our church at Family Life Church here in Swanee Station, Swanee, Georgia. But we hope even if we don't see you here that you do find some church that you can call your home because you'll be all the better for it. Yeah, come on, Jesus is here. We'd love to see you too. <laughs> if you ever have any questions uh, for us on the podcast here, feel free to send us an email at thelibertytreepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be happy to answer any questions you have, or if there is a topic or something that you want us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to let us know. You can find us on Facebook, The Liberty Tree Podcast. If you're on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at LibertyTreeCast. And also, we are on the church website. There's an icon on the website that's a picture of our logo. Just click on that. And to get to that website, it's familylifechurchswanee.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much. More to come later.
one evening as the sun went down and the jungle fire was burning, down the track came a hobo hiking, and he said, boys, I'm not turning, I'm headed for a land that's far away, beside the crystal fountains, so come with me, we'll go. This was the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia.